0: everybody. This is Mayor Woody Washam, and you are listening to About Town on WSIC Radio, here in the beautiful new Cornelius Studios. We're excited to have you here with us today. We've got a great program for you. You're going to learn some things. You're going to learn some history. You're going to learn some current events, and you're going to learn some great things coming in the future about the Kane Center for the Arts, One of my favorite projects of all times here in my hometown, Cornelius, North Carolina. I have here with me as my guest, the chairman of the board of the Kane Center for the Arts, Mr. Paul Newton. Good morning, Paul. Good
1: morning, Woody. Good to see you.
0: It's great to have you with us. And also... The illustrious executive director, Mr. Justin Dion. Good Welcome, morning, Justin. Mr. Mayor. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank thanks for being here. Uh, we're, we're excited about, uh, about what you're going to cover with us today, and I know our listeners will as well. But thank you, listeners. Uh, if you're listening on live stream, you can um, view our mugs on live stream, or if not, You can listen to this broadcast as well on WSICnews.com or any of our uh, other social media outlets. So, thanks again. This is my third show. And uh, one of my favorite topics on my third show is we walk through different topics on each Thursday at 11 a.m. So, let me tell you a little bit about the history of the Kane Center for the Arts It's a great story, and it's an evolving story that began, I don't know, what, Justin, eight or nine years ago. Is that about right?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, absolutely. I I mean, it can go as, how far back do you want to go?
0: Well, it it goes back to a point in time that... uh, At least that, at least
2: eight or nine years
0: ago. Exactly. I was not uh, an elected official at the time when an idea of an art center in downtown Cornelius came about through a, a citizen's input, actually. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, as I've done some research when I was first hired, I remember doing some research on things, and um, and even just the initial idea of downtown wanting to be redeveloped, right, of, of downtown Cornelius even becoming redeveloped. I, I remember finding in a, gosh, was it a a, a town plan that was made in like the early to mid 2000s.
0: Absolutely. Right,
2: and that document and it was in a, a like a Cornelius vision plan and they didn't say art center but they said one thing was like we really want to focus on making downtown a more attractive and destination, right? And then I think yes, and then and then from there it took a couple years and then it started to become an art center.
0: Well, the the thing that really gave it the impetus to move forward was in 2013. Mm-hmm. The town had a—that was the the year I ran for office the first time as a commissioner and mayor pro tem. uh, The town had a a vote on a series of bonds, of which $4 were for downtown redevelopment. Mm -hmm. So that was the impetus for the Kane Center starting up and all the conversations moving forward related to the Kane Center. So at that particular point in time— couple of the commissioners and I worked to pull together a task force that uh, really kind of, kind of had to examine what we were going to be, what the Kane Center, actually it was the Cornelius Arts Center back in the day. Mm-hmm. We knew that uh, that name had to change one day, but back then it was the Cornelius Arts Center. We felt like that that would be an impetus to downtown redevelopment that nothing else could, could beat or provide for our downtown. You know, our downtown Cornelius is a, is a great place to be, and we had some few little minor things going on, but it really needed to have a huge kick to move it in a forward economic development direction. So, that's the, the justification for the town's involvement with it and the town's um, actual investment in this now known as King Center for the Arts. So we injected the $4 million uh, along the way with a lot of provisions surrounding it. And we also bought land in downtown Cornelius. One of the provisions of the bond was that it, this art center concept would have to be within one mile of town hall. Mm-hmm. So that put it on the east side of town, thankfully. Uh, We looked at some other locations, but it just came back to downtown redevelopment as the most important uh, ingredient of this particular concept. So here we go. We had these ugly blue buildings across the street from Town Hall and right beside our police, our beautiful police station. So wouldn't it be a great concept to put something as beautiful as you now know, the Kane Center for the Arts, on that particular property? It was in and around uh, Justin. Help, help me with this. One point seven acres or something like that it was a.
2: Yeah, I think it's one one point either one point six eight or one point eight six.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, sorry, it's, is the official it's not quite two acres?
2: Yes, there you go. We, so, we're writing. Uh, we're actually uh, working. We were working on um, submitting some information about the project for a potential construction award recently, and we were just reviewing that number. So as I mentioned, I can't remember if it's one or the other.
0: Yeah. So the town puts in, I think we paid a million and a half dollars for that property back in the Which day. Which was
2: quite the deal if you think about it.
0: Now, right? in, in today's term. So so we jumped on it at the right time. So moving forward, the town closed on the land and uh, uh, the Kane Center concept moved forward. One of my big, big needs or request of our task force that was that was formulated and Mr. Greg Wessling headed up from the very, very beginning was the fact that, you know, we really, really needed to, uh, uh, in, in order to make, make this work, we, we needed to, first of all, get rid of those blue buildings and we needed to raise a lot of money. So we figured out that the theater concept was a major component that, that folks wanted to see. It really wasn't in the original description. And As many of you know, you can't build an art center for $4 million. Right. That was the intent when that came about, but it just wasn't, wasn't to be. Right. So we, we sort of uh, came to the reality that if you include a theater, or really if you don't, uh, Four million is, isn't isn't going to cut it. So the, the fundraising element entered the picture, and you know we we figured out that we wanted to be the best of the best, and uh, you know how many how many seats it would have. We went through the entire planning stages of, of how this would go about, but you know we had to uh, we had to really study a concept of what our mission is and what our task was going to be. What we wanted to be to the people of Cornelius and the people of this region, because we all truly wanted to be a regional uh, art center mm-hmm. for sure. So, tell us a little bit. You were involved with us early, early, early on mm-hmm. with uh, coming up with that vision statement. So, tell us a little bit about that, Justin.
2: Yeah. So, I think um, you know the, the the task force that you mentioned just did such a fantastic job and had such a great. Uh, you know, a group and of, of leaders from the area, both business leaders, political leaders, residents, artists, artistic leaders, uh, that really did a great job of of kind of setting the stage of what it could be. And just like you said, uh, Mr. Mayor, I think that, you know, originally a thought was, well, it'll be a yeah, ceramics type center, you know, with maybe a, maybe a black box theater, uh, perhaps, right? And when I was hired, I remember that was like one of the first things we talked about um, and, uh, and, and I was really, I, 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 loved working with the board. and kind of just stepping back for a moment and saying, Hey, like, I understand that, but we were always big and, and you yourself and the town and our board, were always big on making sure. And we continue to be this way that, you know, we operate it like a business, right? And we are, we're, a, we're a nonprofit and we're a business. But we, you know, we want to make sure that we work together and that it works. So I think that influenced a lot of our decisions um, and how we move forward.
0: Thank you, Justin. We're going to take a short break. And this is Mayor Woody Washam about town. We'll be right back. Good morning, everyone this is mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius and you are listening to about town on WSIC radio 105.9 on the FM dial and we are happy to be back our topic today is the Kane Center for the Arts and um, Justin before the break we, we were talking about uh, um, some of the elements of the of the process to to move this center forward as it it related to coming up with a vision Mm -hmm. and mission statement. So uh, give me a quick rundown on, on how we got to a really good place with that.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, So, so the board had worked on this before I was hired. We came, we, I came in and there was already a mission and vision, which was great because that's so crucial to a nonprofit. And I think any business, like even if I was running a for-profit business, I think I would like to have like kind of a mission statement for our business and, and vision statements or values because I think those are always those, those North stars, you know, because at the end of the day, we're always going to have choices about like what we can do. Here's this new opportunity. Should we do it? Should we not do it? Well, does it fit within kind of our North stars? Right. And, uh, And so the board really considered, you know, things like serving the community, right, education with children and the youth of the community, that economic place. And something that was really big, too, was the was the overall community engagement of not just the arts, but the community as a whole. And that's something that I really am, am reminding ourselves on and people that are work with our organization and like new staff members or new board members is, you know, our mission is to provide exceptional visual arts, performing arts and social experiences to the Lake Norman region. And right there, that tells you what we do and who we do it for. Right? Absolutely. And you should always be able to, anything we do, should always point back to, does it do one of those things?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I want to remind our listeners today that uh, you can call in and ask any of us questions. And that number is 844-STUDIO-4. 844-STUDIO-4. Please call us and talk to us and tell us what you think about the beautiful new Kane Center for the Arts. So with that, you know, we get into this design process, Mm. of of moving this project forward. Uh, Certainly the first thing we wanted to do was get rid of the ugly blue buildings in downtown Cornelius, (laughs) but that was such a high priority. So I want to ask my guest, the chairman of the Kane Center board, Mr. Paul Newton. He was intimately involved in the process of of um, demolishing those ugly blue buildings and building us a a great new center. What kind of process was that, Paul, and uh, uh, how easy was it, and how on earth did you make it come together on
1: time? Well, first, it was a team effort, no question about that. I got involved with this project about six years ago when I first met Justin at the time I was president of our North Mac Rotary Club. Justin had just been hired came to town uh, I got to know him and then he asked me to get involved with the board and so that was the time that I first got exposed to everything that was going on and that was five years ago something like that yeah. uh, it's been a while so with any construction project the challenge is especially in a city environment how do you pack everything together on a small site not get in the way of other businesses and and traffic and so enter the pandemic that was a special time and the demolition was going on if you remember back then everybody was masked up social distancing was in place uh it was a different time when demolition started we were very fortunate to go through the design process uh mr and mrs kane were part of that and we came up with a design that was just the perfect design, in my opinion, for the size lot that we had and the amount of money that we anticipated spending and so that brought us to a point where we had completed documents, something that the community could bid on, and we were we were fortunate to get a great general contractor edifice that performed the work for us. My role was. Um, as part of the construction committee, Steve Brum and I were involved with construction. Steve is a developer and he handled all of the pre construction activities. And, and you
0: got a little bit of a contracting background. Well, is that
1: correct? I, I am a general contractor. Uh, I've been building commercial buildings for 50 years, recently retired. And I was in the process of slowing down my company and coming to a point of retirement just when the construction project was about to start.
0: Great timing.
1: It, it, it worked out quite well. It's all about timing. <laughs> it, 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 wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the slow retirement that I planned on, but it was so much better because with, with Justin's help, and backing up, at one point when Justin asked me to be on the board, I said, well, why? I'm a construction guy. He said, well, at some point we're going to have a big project that we need to build and we need someone to oversee it. I said, okay, what are you going to build? I don't know. I said, well, when are you going to build it? I don't know. I said, well, I'm in. You know, it sounds exciting. And so um, now it's about two years ago when we broke ground. Um, we had a lot of uh, extreme effort, big uh, big opportunities to, to uh to create something exciting for the town. And like with every construction project, there's so much that goes on below ground and people drive by and they wonder what's going on. And then at some point, the center structure started to come up. And and that big masonry box, our big theater suddenly sprang forward. And remember, in the middle of COVID, every now and then, you know, Where's the electrical crew? Well, they've got COVID. Yeah, (laughs) it would have, yeah. So, you know, we'd work around challenges like that. Um, The weather, well, I'm from Syracuse, so it's not a problem down here for me. But uh, every time there was snow, of course, things shut down. But we managed to get through that. And we opened on January 3rd. So we've only been open about six months. And I will say, I was extremely proud of the effort of our general contractor and all of our subcontractors. Steve Steve um, did a great job prior to construction and then I took over overseeing the project and uh, there were challenges along the way. Um, Justin was involved in, in many of the construction meetings and so
0: he got a little excited a time or two well, didn't once he? or two oh, yeah, once or twice. <laughs> we all
2: did. It was great because you would see like with the three of us Steve and, Steve and Paul and I were basically the construction committee throughout the whole process right. right And we'd all I mean we had our biweekly Thursday morning you know OAC meetings and depending on what would come up, it was kind of like you know obviously Paul was driving. Um, With his construction experience, but then like if it had to do with like a specialty type thing that had to do with the use of the building or a piece of theater equipment or something like that, then that was, you know, that's when I would kind of come into play more and things like that too. So it was, we all like had our parts where you kind of pass the ball. And, like, sometimes Paul would be have to be the heavy, sometimes I would have to be the heavy, and then Paul would be the good cop, you know, and kind of be like, Justin, go sit down, go over there for a minute, I'm going to go talk to the guys, <laughs> right? But then if I really needed something more, I'd go talk to Paul, and Paul could be a little bit heavier if he needed to. It was it was, it was using that team, you know, and, and and not in a bad way, right? Just like you do with any project like well, this. Well,
1: I needed Justin's expertise in his field to integrate with construction, because building a big ornate building like the Kane Center and if you haven't been in please do its the most amazing project that I've ever built in fifty years I will say that it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous But I'm not a theater guy you know I relied on Justin's expertise and so when we'd start to to mesh construction details together with operational needs I would always defer to him and it would be important to get timely information from Justin because we had our general contractor building the building, but I was involved in hiring some other subcontractors for specialties. Mm-hmm. Justin was involved in uh, defining furniture and getting that ordered and making sure that we had the right microphones. And, and there was a whole audio-visual design team that worked with Justin regarding what is this state-of-the-art theater going to be like. And guess what? You know, we had some COVID issues again. We had a lot of stuff coming over from China, and then we got a call one day and things were going to be late. So we had to go into, you know, creative mode to make sure that we got everything we needed, and we did. Um, everyone did a great job. We opened on January third. Uh, it's beautiful. If you've been in the theater, it sounds great. Uh, Justin curated a lot of great performers for our first season. Um, I've heard so many great compliments about what our place looks like, what it sounds like. Even the performers, they come to us after the show and say, This is great. We've 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 performed in a lot of places, but this is really great. So we couldn't be happier.
0: Oh, uh, absolutely. The the acoustics in that building are second to none. Um with with my minor little musical background, I can I can hear that and it's truly incredible it really really is one of the um, facets of this that i want to move to in our next segment is how in the world did all this happen um, how did you how did we put together this process of raising twenty five million dollars and moving into this beautiful facility debt-free uh, i had the honor of heading up our major gifts campaign And we'll talk a little bit about how that came to pass because I will tell you if it hadn't been for that part of it, uh, having a successful ending, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about the Kane Center for the Arts for sure. So it's a great story to tell. and We'll talk about that and then move into the programming in just a few minutes. So I'm excited about the Kane Center for the Arts for sure. It's a great entity and and a great facility in the town of Cornelius. Mayor Woody Washam here, and we will be back in a moment. Thank you. Good morning again, everyone. This is Mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius. And we are about town today with our special guest from the Kane Center for the Arts, Mr. Justin Dion, Executive Director, and Paul Newton, the Chairman of the Kane Center's Board of Directors. Welcome back, gentlemen. We were just talking about uh, a very, very important ingredient of the uh, process uh, along the way of the Kane Center as we put this together because it's not called... Kane Center for the for the arts, for no reason. There is a specific reason that it is called that. And so, uh, as we as we walked our way through the process of getting to that magical 25 million dollars, we had some ups and downs and some hills and valleys, but we never ever gave up. Um, that was our our rule of thumb. Uh, folks that we solicited for donation. They actually had to tell us no. We wouldn't take uh, we wouldn't take no answer as the answer. It was a it was a yes or no. Most of the time it was yeses, but we did get a few no's along the way. But the big yes we got was two two uh, important ingredients happened along the way. First of all, we asked our board of directors, which I was a part of uh, as mayor back in the day, to contribute. We wanted 100% participation with our board, and guess what? We got it. We had about, I don't know, Justin, 15 people on our board or Mm -hmm. maybe less than that at that time. They all stepped up and donated, some in differing amounts, of course, but all 100% uh, uh, actually made that contribution to this project. Didn't even know the name of it. Again, it was originally the Cornelius Art Center, uh, but we knew that if we were truly going to be a regional center, we needed to put a name on there. Well, for many years, I had uh, great experience with uh, the, uh, a wonderful couple in town that actually owned one of the largest businesses in the town of Cornelius that nobody knew about, and, uh, except maybe some of the, uh, the bankers in town. They were a great business and a very successful business, and uh, we thought that they might have an interest in and in some capacity to help us out. So uh, Greg Wessing and I went and spent uh, quite a bit of time with Bill and Erica Kane, and uh, uh, as we walked through that journey, they gave us our one of our very first initial uh, contributions of $5 million dollars. And uh, they have stepped up in in other ways since then, but that's how it all got started. If that have hadn't have occurred, we wouldn't be sitting here today talking about the Kane Center for the Arts. So it was only appropriate with a with a donation like that that we named this center after them. And they were reluctant. Yeah. They were they were definitely reluctant about us putting their name on that because they were just quiet. Uh, very simple people that, uh, that weren't out there for the recognition. But we needed their name on it. They, they had a, a um, uh, wonderful name that, uh, that really had good connotations in our community. They were a major employer in our community. It was a lot of good about having the name Kane Center on, on the marquee out front. So we talked them into it. They agreed to it, and off we went. Uh, other donors, major donors, were behind them. Uh, I, I do want to give some recognition, even before the Canes stepped up. Uh, along the way, when when the the uh, Cornelius Art Center was just a dream, uh, Mr. Ed Boss stepped up uh, and gave us some some uh, uh, less than the Canes, but but significant to us at the time, donations to I guess fund some of the very initial. Uh, aspects of moving this campaign forward. And uh, we, we, I will never forget that. And uh, Ed Bost is a native of Cornelius. He goes way on back, and he now has a, a foundation called the Bost Foundation. And uh, he stepped up yet again along the way and gave us a significant donation to buy one of the finest pianos in the world. A Bosendorfer piano, and you were the first one to play that, as I recall. Well, what an honor it was! I was scared to death, and I don't usually uh, get nervous playing in front of many people as I have for, you know, many, many years, many, many years. So, uh, but I was happy to do it, and it was it was totally a thrill. I hope I get to do it again one day. But it was uh, it was wonderful. So those were were two interesting steps along the way. We had all sorts of parties and events and uh, hoopla, and we just needed to get our message out. And uh, uh, lo and behold, we did that slowly, but surely we had some peaks and valleys, didn't we, Justin? Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we, uh, we it was like traveling down a rat maze. We would hit, hit the end and then go another direction mm-hmm. and figure something else out. So uh, um, how was that for you? I mean, it had to be a little bit stressful as you... Uh, uh, we're coming into a new job. Um, you you had left uh, your your graduate school experience to come back to us, thankfully, and uh, so you were taking a risk, weren't you?
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah, yeah. My wife and I, you know, were down in Tallahassee. I was a I was in my I was in my first year of a three-year fully scholarship MFA uh, graduate school program down there, and when this opportunity came and and i just you know i could i couldn't miss it i felt something tugging at me you know the chance to be involved in something like this to obviously yeah there's a there's a chance there you know but i i always believed from the beginning that you know if we could get the funds raised and get it done that it will work it will work like and i mean the 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 economics of this region of this area the population the continued growth the earned household income. I mean, again, so things that any business owner is probably looking at when they think about, do I want to maybe move a business or start a business somewhere? Same thing I was thinking about when I was like, do I want to really apply for this job? Um, and and so, and so, yeah, it was, you know, the fundraising piece was so interesting because, you know, I, I, I remember specifically when I was first hired, there were a couple things at play. One, Um, there was very much an energy within some members of the board that why haven't we asked for any money yet? You need to get out there and start fundraising. And I just kept saying, like, I hear you on that, but fundraise for what? Like, we, you know, I mean, you can't ask people to invest in something if you can't even tell them exactly what their investment's going to give them in return. So, like, I was trying to help back us back just a little bit to say, hey, we really need to make sure we have a solid business plan. We need to have our vision set to what you said earlier. Mission, vision, what are we, who are we? And then also, I remember there was some of a, a couple ideas on the board that we really needed to do a feasibility study. Um, and, you know, a feasibility study in the nonprofit world is maybe your church has done one or something like that, and they've it's, it's, hey, let's do some studies and figure out how much we can raise. Well, I knew that, frankly, if we did a feasibility study, I was going to be out of a job because a feasibility study was going to tell us there's no way you're going to make this happen because there was no history in the Lake Norman region here of, Raising these kind of funds for a project, which when I was hired, I was told it was going to be a fifteen million dollar construction budget. <laughs> I and then we that. were maybe going to raise a five million dollar endowment. And oh, the town bond is four. So we're already in four. So we just need to raise, you know, another eleven. And then, depending on how that goes, we may do an endowment. And so I was like, okay. And then once scope really came into play with design, it quickly became, you know, a twenty-five million all-in project. It's a reality check. Right. One. Yeah, I, I it remember was. that day. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a quite a reality. There were a couple of times like that in the initial planning where we had this really reality check moments of, oh wow, that's going to be ten million more than we thought, or that's that. So so, but 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 you know, we were able to do it, and the board was committed, and and the town was committed, and our our, our volunteers and people started getting on board, um, and and you know that the, the community stepped forward. Over a thousand. Over a thousand donors to the project wow a thousand donors to the project and growing still right so so just so grateful such a great uh, a great story And, and I mean I think really there's a there's a there's a case to be made to study this kind of project and how it happened um from a fundraising aspect and a development aspect you know to to make it happen elsewhere
0: fantastic Well, when we come back from the next break, we're going to talk about programming. How does that all come together, and how do you choose what you choose, and what do the people want? Call us up at 844-STUDIO-4 and talk to us about the programming at the Kane Center. What do you want to see? Mayor Woody Washam here, About Town. This is Mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius, and you're listening to About Town. Today's topic is the Kane Center for the Arts, and I'm so excited to have uh, Justin Dion, our Executive Director for Kane Center, and Mr. Paul Newton, Chairman of the Board for Kane, here with me today. So we've talked about a lot of how Kane arrived uh, in downtown Cornelius, which is such a story. I think I'm going to write a book one day, Justin. But okay. Okay. We're working on that to uh, uh, tell our story in a little more detail. But moving forward in this conversation, you had a first, a wonderful, wonderful inaugural season. I bought tickets to every single one of of the uh, offerings from Kane Center, so I think you can put that up, uh, put that in the books as a as a great inaugural season. So we're moving forward to our next season. Tell us about uh, programming a little bit in terms of how you go about it and what we got to look forward to in in our season ahead. Because I think you still have a few tickets available for many of the shows that are coming.
2: Oh yeah, lots of tickets available. Lots of tickets available um, now for shows that start in in uh, the end of August. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, so I'll start. I guess uh, let me start with with. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, right? Our our mission statement is visual arts, performing arts, social experiences. Also, um, underneath that is like arts education is a big piece of that. So, uh, if you if you have never taken a class with us, whether it be a ceramics class, we have a wonderful ceramics program, visual arts, everything from drawing to cartoon drawing for kids to uh, uh watercolor to painting, all kinds of things. We have those as well. We have summer camps right now, still continuing. So if you got young ones you want to put in a summer camp, we've got everything from Lego camp again to, to drawing and painting camp, all kinds of things like that um, as well. So that's happening. Uh, those are very popular programs, happen year-round. So check out canearts.org to stay on top of our education programs. Um, as far as performances, uh, we did have a wonderful inaugural season, uh, Mr. Mayor, as you were discussing there. Uh, and, you know, we've really just tried to uh, a little bit everything. I think for right now the goal is is we're trying to offer well we will always will offer diverse programming always that's very important that's one of the things about the nonprofit model is is you know we're committed to representing the whole community if you remember that mission statement again right the Lake Norman region right so not just people and there's a lot of different people that live in the Lake Norman region from a lot of different kinds of backgrounds and so we're really committed to making sure that. You know, we, we consider that as we're programming and, and curating kind of what, what we have, right? Um, so we had a lot of great shows last year, everything from family performances to, you know, um, um, the Simf- Charlotte Symphony, Charlotte Ballet came. Uh, we had wonderful musicians that came as well. Uh, so a lot of real, real diverse opportunities there. Uh, and we're continuing that into the fall. Uh, so we've announced our fall season, uh, which I want to also make sure I thank right now Ingersoll Rand, which is our presenting sponsor of our uh, performing arts season. Uh, couldn't do it without our sponsors, so thank you to them. Uh, and uh, we start August 25th with Kanan Cox, uh, who is an up-and-coming Nashville superstar. He's, uh, you can follow him on Instagram. He's, and what's cool, too, is I, I try to do this in ways as well. Uh, Kanan's a North Carolina boy. North Carolina right. boy from North Carolina, and actually he went to school at Catawba College. I love it. Undergrad love at Catawba it. College. Mayor and I both went to Catawba College. Um, slightly different times. Not far off, though. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but Kanan's a Catawba College graduate, working his butt off in Nashville. He's been featured People Magazine. He's had songs and music videos featured by People Magazine. Just recently was on CMA. So we're kind of catching him on his way up. Excited to have him come August 25th. We've got some great stand up comedy coming this fall. Uh, Mike Goodwin uh, is coming. He's a South Carolina based uh, comedian, but he's been on America's Got Talent. He's been on uh, all the different comedy, like kind of podcasts and shows, too. He's hilarious uh, coming in. And he actually does. Uh, he does what's called dry bar comedy, which means it's kind of a cleaner comedy. Now it doesn't mean it's not funny, right? Um, it just means it's cleaner. So you can, if you, if you know, I mean, you can come to this show knowing that you're still gonna have a great time and enjoy the show. And if you know, you're not gonna have any harsh language, right? You're not gonna have things that you need to worry about your kids not being able to see. Um, so, so we got him. We have the fabulous Equinox Orchestra coming on September 13th. That's a Wednesday night. It's the first time trying like a show in the middle of the week. Um, they're a full big band type orchestra. With like, imagine Harry Connick wow. vibe. Look like,
1: forward to that. Yeah, awesome. like
2: they are. They're a Louisiana. They're they're actually they're from Louisiana area. Their home base now is Savannah, Georgia, and they play like but that kind of Louisiana, you know, Southern style, like all kinds of big band music. And and their singer really is like a Harry Connick style to him. So got him coming. Um, we have a, a local songwriter showcase. As well, we're featuring um, showcasing uh, Mayor Rusty Knox, is one of them, uh, All right. Paul Atkinson, Paul Bradley Atkinson, H.C. Uh, Oaks as well. Uh, and we've got a bunch of local artists playing, so we'll come support those local artists. You know, we're committed as well to making sure that we're uh, sharing the Kane Center and showcasing local artists and supporting that scene here, uh, right? So we've got a dance company from Asheville, Stuart Owen Dance, coming. Uh, in September, we've got the Steel Wheels. Uh, a big act is gonna be a big show too. I mean they're all big, but this one really, Kathy Matea, is coming October sixth. And I I will selfishly admit I booked that one for my mama. Because mom and daddy I remember growing I was growing up, we used to listen to Kathy Matea in the car and that Christmas album that Kathy Matea had when I was a kid. Mom just had that thing on repeat and my mom looked at me when we opened Kane Center, she said, I don't ask for a lot. but can you please try to get Kathy Mateo? And here
0: she is. And, here, and I
2: said, and the minute I booked her, it, but the minute before she even said yes, I sent that offer out to her agent and I texted my mom. I said, all right. I said, I just sent an offer out for Kathy Mateo. Here we go. And she goes, she goes, oh, please get her, please get her. I said, we'll see, mom. I don't promise anything. <laughs> so, but, but so, needless to say, my mom and dad already have tickets to that one. Um, Jeff Allen, great comedian as well. You might know him. I mean, he's a big name comedian coming through on his tour. Are we there yet? He's got a new book out called Are We There Yet, about his journey um, as a comedian, as a person. You know, he he became sober later and and, and had a really great journey with that, and he's worked that into a comedy routine um, that he has a whole show about coming. Obviously got the symphony coming back. People love it. Charlotte Symphony is fantastic. So that sold out last year. We got them coming. We've got a great theatrical show, um, Call of the Wild." Uh, which is actually great for your kids and families to come to, or even adults, if you enjoy the book. If you ever read that book, Call of the Wild, when you're growing up, Jack London um, was the author of that book. I remember we had to read it several times when I was growing up. This is a theatrical version of that. Um, we have a magician coming this fall, first time. His name's Eric Jones. And he's, again, America's Got Talent guy. He fooled Penn & Teller on the Penn & Teller Magic Show. So he's fantastic. I mean, you can bring the whole family to that. Does ama- I mean, seriously, you will your jaw will drop with the stuff that he does. It will it will absolutely drop you. Chatham County Line, North Carolina based bluegrass band, fantastic act if you haven't seen them. And actually they're bass players from Cornelius.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Little known fact too, right? So I, I <laughs> love sneaking in these little like cause I get to curate the season, but I love finding these little storylines. And I'm gonna try to have by the way I have a brand new show here on WSIC as well every Tuesday afternoon at four, know the scene. And I'm hoping to be able to feature some of these artists, um, and they may have to call in or they may have to be zoomed, depending on where they are on the road at the time. Mm-hmm. But we're hoping to be able to bring some of them in, too. Um, moving back in November, we've got a, uh, a gospel choir. Oh, Southern awesome. Gospel Group coming Love in. It. Oh, my gosh. They're going to be killer. We've got an evening show on Saturday and then like a Sunday revival-type show on the next Sunday at 4 p.m. So uh, come check them out. Mitch Rosell is on the current season of America's Got Talent. Country artist out of Nashville. Um, that being said, he—I saw him last summer open up for Garth Brooks. Bank of wow. America Stadium. Garth Brooks does two sold-out shows, and the opener was this one guy with a guitar, Mitch Rosell, and literally like just one guy in on a guitar playing in that full Bank of America Stadium before Garth Brooks, and people loved him. And I said I gotta book that guy. So we're excited to have him come. Mike Ferris, unfortunate few rock and roll. The Docksiders are coming in December with some yacht rock. So if you like some some of that music from the (laughs) 70s and 80s, come and see it. And then we're going to finish up the fall season with actually another North Carolina area local artist, Mark O'Connor, who's an amazing violinist and fiddle player. Um, He's played with Yo-Yo Ma a lot, like all those. And he has a Christmas show. That he and his wife do. Mm. So come see those. Sorry, that's a lot of what's going on, but but lots of opportunities. Tickets on sale. List. Yeah. KaneArts.org. Purchase them now online and uh and come come be a part of it.
0: Don't miss out, folks. You don't want to miss this wonderful new fall season coming to the Kane Center for the Arts. It's a great season and uh you know, I know you're probably already moving on to uh, oh, uh, I am. our season spring, next year. spring.
2: I'm booking spring right now. That's so exactly. there we go. So I,
0: we'll have you back and let you talk us through what great. that's that's going to look at, look like, and
2: tell us. And and I'll tell you too. Some of these acts I have this fall. Where people would email me here and there, like um, Mike Ferris and the Fortunate Few, which is a great rock and roll band, someone in the community emailed me and said, hey, I'd love for you to check this guy out. And we booked him.
0: Love it. So feel free love to it. send
2: us emails about ideas and we'll look into them.
0: Give us some feedback. Yeah. If you can't figure out how to get to Justin, you can reach the mayor. That's and right. Also you may are, we are your up. Kane Center for the Arts. Absolutely. Couldn't be better than that. Big weekend coming up in Cornelius. We've got some great things going on. The, one of the big events is this Saturday, Big Day at the Lake. We love Big Day at the Lake. It's coming up this Saturday, uh, and uh, the last report I heard, there were in and around 200 bigs and littles involved in Big Day at the That's Lake, such a great and event. it's a great event. Uh, thanks to Dave and Tracy Yocum yeah. for being the sponsors of, of this event for many, many years. Uh, it's, it will warm your heart I will be involved Sharon and I will be out and about And uh, will certainly be a part of uh, Serving their, their lunch And uh, so stand by We love to send you pictures From Big Day at the Lake Thank you to my friends at Kane Center for the Arts A great program today Thank you Mayor Thank you for Thank what you. you're doing for our community Good day everyone Mayor Woody Washam here And we will see you next Thursday at 11 o'clock Back with you Have a great day.